and welcome back to Artistic Liberties. I'm your host, Lindsay Bell. So guys, I'm gonna be honest with you, today is a rough day for me. I have been really doubting myself and this whole podcast, so we're gonna jump into it. But today we're talking about storytelling and freedom and how we always lose. And I kind of wanna address that because I read an article by Evie Magazine that talked about it. And I was like, not called out, but I kind of felt more like I needed to keep doing this. It was a sign. You know, Artistic Liberties is about bringing storytelling and bringing artists back together to inspire other people and to get things to actually start working in our movement and to actually tell stories again, because that's kind of where we lost. And I'm gonna get more into that today because we've become so boring and about logic and facts, which logic and facts are very important, especially when you make any decision. However, there's a balance. We can have an, a balance between logic and facts. We can have a balance between logic and emotion. We can have a healthy balance between that. We can't have one or the other. And that's why we lose is because we don't tell any stories with any emotion. And we need to focus a little bit more on the art and storytelling more than we think we do. So the right will always fight for logic, therefore the right never cares about art most of the time, because the only politician that I've seen who's supporting the arts that's not a Democrat is Carrie Lake, who is former person in the media, so therefore she actually does care about art and stuff. And she's super cool. She's running for governor of Arizona. I have never seen any other candidate advocate for the arts. And I'm not saying that I hate any candidate who doesn't advocate for the arts, because obviously that's not always the most important thing, but if you really want more Democrats on our side, if you really want to win the culture down the road, you need to influence with art and you need to influence people with art. I'm sorry, that's just fact. That's how things work. It's stories and art is how people are persuaded to change their minds. So the left is grounded in emotions and most humans are. They're grounded in emotions and stories. And that is also why they're so easily manipulated. This podcast today is to help us understand where we are and where we need to go. Because as my Alexander teacher always says, Awareness is always the first step. And we aren't exactly aware of how crucial art can be to our movement and how helpful it can to actually bring others to our side and also to find peace. I do believe that art has the power to change minds, to bring harmony and bring um, people together. But I truly believe that art has the power to like change people's hearts and change people's minds because it's changed mine. It's helped me understand other people throughout my life as a kid because I grew up in a very strict Mormon neighborhood. I didn't think that the world was different outside of my little bubble. And when I moved to South Carolina, I quickly learned as I got beat up by different people that, you know, the world is different. You know, I hung on to art to help me understand the world being different. And I gained new perspectives because of the stuff that I watched and fell in love with. I, I felt seen and I don't know the answer of how exactly art is going to change the world, but I do believe it will. And if we have more artists on our side, I feel truly that we will be able to save this country. I myself felt really discouraged this week. I've been letting a lot of trolls get to me and discourage me from creating, which you should never do. They obviously don't understand how powerful you are, or they do, and they are threatened by it. So don't let trolls discourage you as an artist. I've also let my lack of, you know, experience in politics get to me, and I've felt very discouraged by that. But listen, I'm new to this. I'm an actress. You know, I've been studying as an actress for about eight and a half years, if not more. And I'm very well versed in that. I'm very well versed in uh, writing. And so while I not be the, may not be the greatest political commentator, I may not be the greatest journalist or whatever it is that I'm doing in this movement, I do know about art, I do know about acting, I do know about all these other things, and I do feel like I have something to contribute. Whether or not how I feel about that changes on the day-to-day -day basis. I accept that I will fail, and I embrace the failure because I know 
that if I fail, I will learn from it. And that's why I'm here. So I mean, I can't be as successful as I want to be because I just started. And a side note, um, we didn't have a guest this last week, so I'm gonna be doing guests every other week because it's really hard to get people. I'm still working out some technical difficulties at the moment, but we will be having, I have two people booked in February, so I'm very excited about that. Everything takes time and everything has its own timing. So I don't expect us to change the movement immediately. And I also don't believe that I'm the only person trying to do it. Um, I'm also not a comedian and I'm also not an actress who got really successful and had this platform to use before. So I'm creating my own and I'm just trying to figure out what I'm doing. Anyway, so I came by that article and it hit me in the gut and I was just like, yeah, we're losing because we don't know how to tell stories. So what do we do when we have a debate? We basically come with the facts and we're like super excited to just grill the other person. But what happens after you win? Nothing. You just win being an asshole. Arrogance is something that a lot of people have. Is a Arrogance is a common trait in people who just want to debate um, because they don't really want to debate. They just want to be proven that they're smarter than other people. And that's also a huge problem with our movement is that we don't understand that the left and also other people who are in the middle do not want to debate. They're more emotional. They're more grounded in stories and other ideas. They may be more creative. And that's why we kind of scare the, the creatives away is because we kind of want to debate them and we want to like treat them like oh they're just worthless little artists go get a real job where that's just not that's not productive again i don't believe that you're gonna win anything ever without some empathy and emotion and kindness and understanding people on both sides are always screaming for a debate and within the movement they feel so great when they win but what did you win you won being an asshole and now that person moves on with their life and learns more from their own perspective, not from yours. And the problem I have with the right is we focus so much on facts that we get wrapped up in stupid ideas. So we focus so much on those ideas and philosophy that in the end does not matter in the long run without any action. I personally don't care about facts unless they help me in my debates or if I'm telling a story, I want all the facts. The reason why the right is so bad at telling stories is because we don't like it. We hate being emotional. We sit on our thrones of intellectualism screaming, I am the smart one, you dumb mask wearers. I have five books published and no one cares. Seriously, no one cares. You will not win anyone over with the sto without stories or examples or any kind of empathetic understanding. And so that's why PragerU works really well with its five minute videos and with its stories of us is that we get to understand these are real people, these are real situations, these are real facts that go in with stories and analogies and anecdotals. You cannot win the culture or politics without stories. And that's why we need every artist to step up to the plate. Do you guys remember BLM when like it started happening in 2020? And like, do you know why so many people took to the streets to protest all day, especially white women? Um, it's because there were stories. There were narratives that they made up about, you know, every single criminal that were false, um, if, you, if you found the facts, but because they were stories and they were presented in a way that made people feel hurt and feel bad, that's why people took to the streets. And that's, mainly why that happened and people forget people are more manipulated by emotion and stories than they are in anything else and that's why we lost all that stuff that's why we had such a weird um psychological issue with our whole country and then you know we got scammed by them as you know and but it was stories you can't really when they've had this story in their mind you can't really fix it or change it at all um, because they've already made up their mind about it if we don't have stories that manipulate white women to our side and i know that they're messes but I just mean like, do we need them against us? 
That's just all I'm saying, because they're kind of crazy and a little bit effective. Same thing happened with COVID. You know how they had like all these guys that like apparently didn't wear masks and they like made up these stories of these people who died who didn't wear masks. And then like we had to feel bad about it. And they still do that every day and it's kind of annoying, but narratives are something we need to work on. I'm like terrible with an example today because I'm just so exhausted, but you guys understand what I mean. We have to have emotional narratives to bring people to our side, whether that's in media, whether that's in independent journalism, whatever, like emotional narratives. And some people are too far gone, I agree, but I don't know the answer. Storytelling is crucial to the human psyche. Without it, we would be simply bland people. In fact, I don't think that we would do anything remarkable without telling juicy stories. And stories help us to see the world through new lenses. That's why films are so important. I do believe most commentators are right. Facts don't care about your feelings, but our feelings don't care about the facts about 90% of the time. You have to be strong and ground yourself in logic so you can't be manipulated. However, empathy is not a bad thing to have. And I am so sick and tired of being told by the right that it's toxic because we would rather have selective empathy instead of empathy for everything and have boundaries which goes into codependency. Let me, let me, let me get the rainbow meme here. Codependency. It kind of frustrates me and scares me that most guys in the movement do not know what the term codependency is. The term codependency is a dysfunctional relationship dynamic where one person assumes the role of the giver, sacrificing their own needs and well-being for the sake of the other, the taker. The bond in question doesn't have to be romantic. It can occur just as easily between a parent and child, friends and family members. The term codependency first appeared in substance abuse circles to describe a lopsided relationship that has been consumed and controlled by one person's addiction. We can actually use this codependency in any kind of way. Um, most people on the left are codependent with people on the left who are in government and political positions. They're codependent on them and they think that they're gonna save them. And also I feel like the Republican party is codependent, and I mean the unit party, the rhinos, are codependent with the Democrats because they put away their own voters' needs like the definition, for the needs of the Democrats because Democrats are so annoying and they want to appease them. For some reason, they want to appease the Democrats. For some reason, they have some weird codependency with the Democrats and it makes no sense. That's also why we're in an abusive relationship with our government is because most of the people in our government are codependent with the evil people in our government and aren't acknowledging or setting boundaries for the people they represent and for themselves. We're all mentally ill. I honestly believe that we're all mentally ill on this planet and we're all never gonna get not mentally ill. I've never met a person who's not mentally ill, especially in this day and age, and it's just kind of scary. <laughs> so the way to be co not so codependent is to not sacrifice your needs for others or assume that others will do that for you because that's called narcissistic abuse if you assume that everybody else has to do things for you. And I know I did say that we need stories to quote unquote, manipulate people onto our side. But when we're using truths, truthful stories, I don't think that we're manipulating. When you use stories that include lies instead of truth or manipulate the truth, then you're manipulating. I don't think that we're exactly manipulating. We're just trying to find truth and common ground through finding truth. We have to set our own boundaries in being an empathetic person and being logic. So logic, we can just let logic go wherever it needs to go because it's never gonna hurt us, right? Empathy though, if you always feel for others no matter what, and I speak from experience, if you always feel for others and you never care about your own emotions, you will end up being in codependent relationships all the time. I mean that with, I think most people on the left are codependent in their political lives and in their normal lives. 
And that's why they intertwine so much is because they are codependent with these ideas that uh, everything is about rights and everything is about whatever. And so the codependency is something that we have to all fix in ourselves. We can't, you know, try and force them to come to our side because then that's also codependent. That's disregarding their emotions or disregarding our emotions as well to try and just make unity happen. So the best thing we can do is cut them off, national divorce, or set boundaries. And that means we don't have to always be arguing with them on the internet. We don't always have to disregard ourselves just to be right. Just like I talked about in the other episode that codependency with your art is very toxic and can get you wrapped up in your brain and you can feel like you're a failure because your art isn't succeeding. When gatekeepers on your art side are not letting you in, to certain places because you are not successful enough. Be selective of what you feel empathetic towards. Don't drive yourself crazy. You cannot understand different perspectives without freedom of speech and freedom of press. Should be obvious, but we're not in a common sense society anymore. Art just becomes a dull propaganda the moment the opposing voice is silenced. So we cannot stop fighting for art and storytelling. Art imitates life and life imitates art. Art is essential to the human soul and art directly relates to the culture. If you win the culture, you win in the war in politics. Thank you guys. Sorry this was a very short episode today. We are um, currently doing some stuff in here that's uh, for next week. I will see y'all. I think there will be an episode this week. Um, I will see you guys next Tuesday for sure. Don't forget to share, like, and download this podcast. Give me a five-star review. Also, don't forget in the link in my bio and my link tree and my Instagram as well, you can go to my website to donate to my GoFundMe and my Indiegogo for Breaking Legs, which is a story about rural community theater in the South trying to survive despite lawsuits and... It is about them trying to handle all these different crazy mishaps that happen, and it's a mockumentary. And they're trying to keep the theater afloat despite nobody liking the arts in South Carolina. So please, please, please go and donate to that so I can get the people that I want to hire, that I want to help with. And yeah, go do donate to that and have a great day, and I will see y'all next week. Thank you so much. Bye. I promise next week will be more thought out. This one's a mess.